worse. <laughs> it's just like a little. No, I think it's great. I think it's perfect for for that application. This wasn't originally necessarily thought of that way. So, yeah. Ooh, girl. I think we're live, baby. All right. All righty. Getting right into it this morning. My goodness. So, yeah, we were just streaming live on my uh, my kind of gaming angle of the uh, the Enterprise here. And... Um, playing some apex legends today we do that live uh and then on the same platform here we are now anew on our podcast i mean it's just great joe how are you today can you hear me all right yeah i hear you great pretty good great great so we have been busy 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 here at jacob v weekly uh we have clips we have comments we have content find us on instagram and youtube we stream live every week on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook simultaneously now. Those live streams stay up there on those platforms indefinitely, and that's the raw, pure example of the podcast every week. The audio podcast goes out to Podbean and Apple Podcasts and Spotify and so forth that same evening. Uh, we post our clips uh, now. We are just starting to do this from episodes as we find them. We put them on YouTube and Instagram, Jacob V on YouTube, and at Jacob VI Weekly on Instagram, J-A-C-O-B-V-I Weekly on Instagram. Hit me up on the gram. And again, you'll be getting exclusive content from that. We have some funny pictures from the archives, as it were, and um, and some clips of both uh from the podcasts past, uh, and that those will be updated regularly. We're as fast as we can get them out. We're trying to get them to you. So please get with the new Instagram for the show at Jacob V Weekly. You will get exclusive content from us for free. Deal. Spotify users, you are leaving money on the table. I'm looking at you. You get this commercial free podcast of at least one hour per week, often more. You. Also, can find my monthly playlist there on Spotify. The craziest collection of stuff I loop for myself each month. I update those until the end of that month, and then I start a new one. And if you're sick of your shuffle, you got to get Jacob V's favorite songs on Spotify. Search for that. Also, like I mentioned, we do on all those platforms, we stream some gaming, some Cyberpunk 2077, some Apex Legends. Uh, when I get bored of those, I need a retro rotation. I bring in Destroy All Humans, so come hang with us. Uh, we want to do a Pokemon Go DJ set soon. But um, my ADHD is not good for my Pokemon Go. I forget that raids are happening and I miss invitations. And y'all don't even like music. The kids don't like music anymore, Joe. Music is so lame now. Like listening to... Just even, even certainly being involved in it. It's like the most ridiculous thing I can think of for somebody to do. Yeah. You're not getting a lot of the... I have the washer and dryer running. I do not hear those at all. Okay. So you're off the hook. Off the hook. How's my mic yeah. sound? It was. I felt like it was a little grainy last week. Like there it was, was hot. Yeah, it was hot last week. I brought it down a little bit, and the streams have helped me kind of practice this, practice the clarity. We have live viewers with us on uh, Twitch, Facebook, and or YouTube. And if you are, uh, you can participate in the multi-stream chat there. Feel free to jump in at any point. If you're listening at home, don't worry; those people will not bother you too much i promise because i'll probably forget about them just like i forgot what i was just talking about <laughs> so what else we got going on lots of firsts on the show lately first donation the other day i was streaming some premium apex trios action with my baby brother and his abundantly gifted lady friend and I noticed someone actually used the support the stream link that's available right now in the comments on the very stream you're watching. And they made a donation to sustain and to give thanks. Joe, remind me, I, I owe you like a buck fifty. Um, I'm going to respect this person's anonymity, anim, right? Uh, he's an old buddy of my brother's, and he remembered details included in our Kangaroo Jack story. Is that clip up? Yeah, Kangaroo Jack is up on the It's Instagram. up on the gram. Um, that's mm -hmm. a very funny bit from last week that um, I mentioned my dad's truck, and our, our buddy uh, was listening, and he loved that detail, <laughs> and he decided to uh, support the stream. He remembered that detail specifically. And that's all commercial-free right now, and we bring that to you until Lion's Choice pulls up with a big old red bag of beef money. 
As soon as Lion's Choice opens the floodgates, I am a shill for the beef. But right now, this is a free. <laughs> this is a free society. Why are you? Why? Why are you wiping the camera? It was a little. It you was have a little to do musty. that now. Sorry. Yeah, uh, I guess that was what. Yeah. New branding in the works. More content. Uh, we even are having some serious talks about March. We are talking March here at Jacob V Weekly. Yeah, you should ask them to send in like their. You were asking on Facebook what people's favorite sweaters yeah. were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really want to do. It's just it's turned into a really funny story though. This whole thing. Um, yeah. that Joe, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the notes over over your face here for a minute. So it's just it's turned into this really crazy. So. I got really excited about the idea of doing a limited run of like a hundred hoodies, right? And uh, then I realized I did the math horribly, horribly wrong. Okay, so it's here's what seventy thousand dollars. Here's the thing. So, yeah, <laughs> it's not unlike that. I'm scrolling. Um, I wasn't actually going to make $70,000 on a hundred hoodies. And here's, here's the equation that went awry. I'm shattered. I'm horrified. Even I feel like I really lost $70,000 because I was so all day at work Monday. I was so excited about my new thing. I was going to do this hoodie and I was going to make all this money off these hoodies. And, uh, turns out I, I did my math wrong. I took the cost of the hoodies and I multiplied it by 100, which told me how much it would be to acquire those custom hoodies. But then for some reason, I took that number and I multiplied it by the price I wanted to tag them at, which is not a relevant equation. Taking your cost number and multiplying that by your like retail number, that's not that that number doesn't really mean anything. Right. So what I tricked myself into thinking was that. I was going to make $70,000 on a bundle of 100 hoodies, which would mean that I would have to tag them at $1,400, right? <laughs> We're looking at doing a hoodie and charging like $39, maybe $49 for it uh, because that's a competitive kind of price for what similar merchandise is going for, right? I spend much more than that at concerts regularly. I think I spent... I can't even tell you what I spent on Backstreet Boys merch, actually. I just realized that this this is live on the air, and I cannot confess to my family how much money I spent on Backstreet Boys merch when they were in town. Come on. I will not do it. I would love it. to hear that It's number. definitely three digits. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. It's definitely more than $99, and I am not going to be any more specific than that because it's that embarrassing. Every dollar above that is a shame on my house. Yeah, you keep trying to give me Backstreet Boys CDs every time I go over there. I have nine of them. <laughs> You're like, Keenan bought those. all the tickets. Keenan bought all the tickets when we went to go see the Backstreet Boys, and we brought the girls with us, or some of them at least. And uh, and you know now they Dogs? give you a free the girls, the um, no lady friends of ours. Girlfriends oh. of ours, you animal. Yeah, I brought the fucking dogs to the Backstreet Boys. We had the like, good seats. That'd be mm. great if I showed up with my German Shepherd <laughs> and my fucking Great Dane at the fucking Backstreet Boys concert. Hold on, I got a text message. Who is it? Who is it? No, I'm joking. So, um, merch is expensive. Mm. And um, it turns out that um, we would need to sell like 1,500 hoodies at mm. 39 or $49 to get anywhere near the $70,000 mark. So, um, I'm not Supreme or Bape or Kanye West, RIP. So I'm I can't necessarily <laughs> I'm not that to that point where I want to charge fourteen hundred dollars for a hoodie. So guys, stay tuned for merch and and DM me your sizes, right? But um don't bother uh um save it up for the fifteen hundred dollar price tag because I'm not I, I can't my mom's complaining that fifty dollars is too much. So $1,400 is out of the question. Hans, I'm doing a show. Fuck. I mean, every time I start talking, he puts his nails in my leg. <laughs> I mean, how am I supposed to? I'm trying to make a living here, people. <laughs> Joe, you've been back at work, right? What is it like working uh, in, a, in a restaurant right now? I can't. Are, are there people coming in to eat food at tables? 
Yeah, Saturday was crazy. It's like it's like there wasn't even a pandemic. And I've, tell me I about this... this a little bit. I want to talk about this. Yeah, it was like there was this table of like where are waters? And like I was working, I was on my feet for like twelve hours on Saturday. We we couldn't we didn't have enough staff to get a break, and and I just <coughs> took tables for like twelve hours, and mm. I had this one table of unattractive young professionals. And they didn't even take care of me very well. I Well, here's the thing. So we had the stimulus check. You know, everybody got the stimulus check. So I think Saturday night, everybody went out. What stimulus and check? People were getting some stimulus money. What kind of some, stimulus money? Some people got that $600. I, had, I got I had that $600 table. like a month ago. Well, apparently. That was last hit. president, bro. Are you saying those Hoosiers yeah. out in Chesterfield are still just now getting their stimulus checks? Yeah, my parents haven't gotten anything. A lot of people haven't gotten anything. Oh, um, well, um, that's because you all switch bank accounts because you're all flipping Bitcoin. Yeah, but but it was funny. This table, I was one of the so one guy gave me twenty dollars for no reason. It wasn't even my table. He's like, I can do this today, but I can't do it tomorrow. I'm like, I don't know what that means. And then I had another table that spent they spent one hundred and fifty dollars on. You know what Lafroid is? Like it's a, that, no, it's a very expensive scotch, and it's like ew. It, it's like this much of a pour it's the shortest pour and in each pour is 25 dollars, and they had six of them and i couldn't i was like where are people getting this money from it, it ended up being a 500 dollars ticket and most of it was just drinks i had this lady i couldn't believe they were able to walk out of here i had a lady drank six moscow mules and two vodka cranberries and oh yeah She's they drove home she drove home yeah, they drove home. I don't know well, which they one drove. Of them drove. Home. She probably didn't drive. Well, at the whole table, each each bill racked up at least up to two hundred dollars. Or, or I, think I mean, dude, like it would get crazy. You have no idea how often that would happen to me when I was drinking. When I would go out, really, and oh, at a happy hour, dude, one hundred and twenty bucks, easy. Oh my gosh, drinking just rail whiskey. Can I get a whiskey and diet? And I'd have enough of them that'd it be a hundred and ten fucking dollars. Oh my gosh. Yeah, sometimes I, I actually I think about that realistically how many rail whiskey diets would get me up to 110 dollars yeah right but but i mean well okay so ours is like ours not is on like, special well you said happy hour so that's two dollars off you know i'm for... thinking this was a late night one one time where we didn't get there till like 8 30 because we worked late and we were there till maybe 11 30 and i seriously spent 110 dollars on whiskey and diet cokes maybe i maybe i had some tater tots or something now that i'm thinking about it $110. Let's say they're six bucks. I'm gonna probably... say nine dollars. Come on. I mean, I'd have to have 18 of them. I'd believe yeah. it. I've drank 18 beers in an evening yeah, before, like, like it was nothing. Or 15 or something. Oh no, I could 12 clear. at nine dollars. Actually, my friend John would get mad when I would show up to his house for band practice on Thursdays with just 18 beers. Because, like, so what are you gonna do when you run out of those 18 beers? Because <laughs> I would kill them. I could do like six of them yeah. in an hour. And That's then awesome. And then I, and then we'd be standing around smoking cigarettes after band practice, and then I would start slamming all his beers. So, okay, so tell me the precautions, though. The people are wearing masks when they walk into your restaurant. They wear masks when and they you, walk we, in. I don't want to reveal kind of what we're talking about because I don't like to name names. But you work at like a, um, like a bar and grill, like kind of corporate yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I, I call almost it... like a Red Robin kind of. Yeah, but very not similar Red, Robin, Red Robin, but not a Red Robin. So, yeah. um, so someone. So who's drinking $25 scotch at a Red Robin? Exactly. And it's that kind of dude. I'm walking in and I had to tell him, I was like, you guys know what you're paying for this. And they're like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh. And I said, okay. They don't care. Oh, they do not care. And you know what? I've been in that mode. If I'm going to like Olive and Oak, shout out, and it's my anniversary or something, I'm telling my wife, get whatever you want, baby. You want that fucking, you want that rosé, girl? You want that chicken confit, duck fat, yeah. baby? But they Bring were like. Up. They were like competing with each other, though. That's crazy. Though. That's like that scene from um, that movie with uh, Matthew McConaughey and Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, where the um, pizza place. <laughs> yeah, where they're where they're just slamming martinis in the middle of the day for no reason. People really do that shit. I used to do that shit. Oh my god! Before work, sometimes I when I worked at the guitar <laughs> no. store, it was uh. like. If we didn't have to be at work till like three or four and we go to lunch, it's like maybe I'll have, you know, a picture of a whole picture of beer in the middle of the day for no fucking reason. People are wild, Joe. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, so the people come in, are they wearing masks and stuff? Yeah, they have to wear a mask, but that's it. And they get to their table, they can take them off. And 
I mean, it's completely unregulated. It's a horrible. I mean, the whole. Yeah. And I mean, are they shitty about the service? Or are they appreciative? Or are they the same as they always were? Well, that young, that young, that table of young professionals were really shitty. But I mean, they. I mean, nobody's tipping me. They could be car salesmen, extra. Joe, just because they had ties on and they had spiky hair. They could work in the service <laughs> department at Lou Fuse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why, I would like maybe Kia. But they uh, gross. I mean, it was. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it's not super. It, there was a time when they were tipping us like crazy. They were tipping us like fifty percent of the bill. But now it's back to like fifteen. Well, 10. it's been a long time. I mean, if I'm trying to have ninety-seven scotches and four tubs of chicken wings. I can't be just fucking tipping all willy nilly, girl. Is it the tip the bill challenge? Am I David Dobrik? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was for a while. It was these people. Everyone was David Dobrik for a while. It was like, oh, Everybody. you're such a hero, bringing me my fucking tower of onion rings. That's exactly right. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Um. You know, I have a different experience. I don't work uh, in um, restaurants. I work in schools, and the Corona school thing is fucking. Uh, crazy. If your kids are in school right now, I need you to shut the fuck up. These teachers are not vaccinated. And they come in contact with more people per day than your average medical worker, I would bet. And I totally believe medical workers should be vaccinated first. My mom, I told you, is a hero. She's a nurse with disabled veterans. Literally a hero. Right? And she got vaccinated. She got both her rounds. And, and she made it. And now uh, I can't talk to her on the phone because Nancy Pelosi is in her head. And uh, that's what I want. I want you to uh, also stay the fuck home with your fucking kids until your fucking teachers are fucking vaccinated. Is that so crazy? It's more important that you could go back to bed until noon and fucking jerk off and vape all day <laughs> while your kids are at a fucking state gulag. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand what the big deal is. Why is it so important that your kids are in a fucking state facility all day that you don't really give a fuck that their fat diabetic teachers fucking die? Am I drunk? Am I drunk? <laughs> yeah. Am I drunk? Am I is this is this do I sound like do I sound like does this sound shitty to you? Like I mean, does isn't it kind of weird? Isn't yeah. it weird, Joe, that people are coming into the restaurant and, and spending five hundred dollars on scotch and eating chicken bones? Yeah, I just it it's frustrating to me because in my mind I'm like, you know, l like let them get it, like let them get the virus because it that's the only way. Like I just ever... don't understand. Like why is it that the economy can't start until the kids are in school? Like poor people that can't afford childcare of any kind are not the ones driving the grand economy they can't afford to drive the economy they're just trying to make a living right and people that can't afford to have their kids at home are the ones saying listen i want to go to red robin <laughs> and i need my kids to have a structured environment all day right i yeah. mean they're the i mean they're the fucking loudest about the kids going back into the buildings the number of poor people i witness every day that are keeping their kids at home for safety Compared to people that you see in the media and all of the suburban parents who are like, my kids need a structured environment. He's failing English. No one's there to force him to do it. What are they doing? I mean, we can't force your kids to do the stuff they don't want to do. At least you can bop them upside the head. I can't bop them upside the head. That's not a practice I would even support, even if I thought it would be effective. And maybe it's not. But the schools are not functioning, guys. You're not sending your kid to get the same quality of education that you were sending them to get in February of last year. It's not happening. It's not available. It's not available anywhere. Sorry. Yeah, somebody said... How dare you scoot that chair, you cocksucker? <laughs> Did you scoot it into the mic stand? It's it's near the wheel. I mean, but... guys, any one school has like 10 teachers out on any given day because of quarantines and a lack of subs, and they're making teachers that have been teleworking for health reasons come back even without a vaccine. Some of those teachers are going to choose to uncouple from their district. Some people are going to retire because they're really afraid that they're going to go back into the building and die. That's going to happen. There's enough of them teetering that fence. That's not me. I don't feel that unsafe at work, but I'm not in one room with one group of kids all day, right? I can be, I could be safe in what I do, you know, but I'm thinking about these people. It's like, I have to either not have my job and my health insurance anymore, or I have to go into this building and risk getting this disease every day. You don't know where your colleagues are going. 
right? What if somebody chooses to leave work and go uh, get hammered at Red Robin? Who really does drive the economy? I think that's maybe a conversation. Oh, hold on, we'll get there. It's sorry, sorry. People that make more money than me, I'll tell you that for nothing. No, I mean I'm, I'm probably in that category. People that consume a lot of shit, people that employ people, right? Yeah, I mean, um, the Wall Street workers are deciding workers. To home. The Wall Street. You mean like brokers. traders? Yeah, they have all like they perfected their home workspace, and most of them are choosing not to go back into work yeah it's very expensive especially i mean why yeah you know what i mean why that's yeah answer I mean, the question joe why get on the train to go and why? see all the poor people and then... i mean why seriously i mean and i'm having this weird in between like i i don't know where i fit in in this whole thing because like it really doesn't matter to the people that i spend a lot of time with how educated a person is right that's not really what we talk we don't sit around comparing our education uh in any of my circles really and some yeah. of us have various levels of education in different things but it also matters less and less to the 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 families that uh i meet in schools the past couple of years the past several years um, but I don't want to graduate up to some higher tier of academia. That doesn't sound like fun. Those people are the worst. Yeah. You know what I mean? It yeah. also seems like the more I work on my self-esteem, like the less ambitious I am. Right? Like I had to do the college and the career and the wife and the house and 10 years of therapy to get to a point where um, I just kind of over the hard work and I just I just want to make 70 grand on hoodies. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, post-capitalism, but... What does that mean? From the looks of it. Well, the idea that we're getting to a spot where... We're getting to a spot where we have to do very little amount of work, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think I think with the share economy, we could accomplish that, where we're paying, where we're paying very minuscule, uh, like, finance... Like, we'll finance everything we have all the time, and, and we all will be able to participate in a share economy for a very little amount like our, our, our cars and our, you know, everything we own will be sharing. And for, for the small price of a, of a, a fee and, and advertising. So they'll be able to absorb all of our data, which we don't know we're giving them. And we'll just participate in this giant economy where we're okay with cameras being on us all the time, just so we can have our little, just so we can have a house that we don't have to pay for and like cars we don't have to pay for. And they'll just absorb all this data of us. That was the that was the theory there. Jesus. Yeah. But well, that sucks. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Does it suck? I don't. I don't. I don't have a problem with it. It's what we're doing already. They we're, already yeah. Have, you and me are literally doing this. We're literally saying, yeah. "Hey, let's sit in our underwear in the basement and put cameras on us and just have the mm -hmm. conversation we'd have anyway." <laughs> Excuse me. Right. Go right. ahead. Go ahead. Cough it out. Here, I'll cough with you. But but like Spotify and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Spotify and stuff is totally cool. I think Spotify is gonna be gonna be free for pretty soon. They're just gonna they're not exactly gonna advertise to us, but they're just gonna sell the information that we're already like paying to give them. You know, they like all the music we like, what time of day we like to listen to it. If we're gonna you have know, to pay for the, all that ad revenue. You, that's really where all these platforms make their money. So they're gonna have to we're gonna have to have money to buy something. Yeah, but they're they gonna make, make all that ad revenue. Right, but they're going to take, so all of the money we have will go into these stupid products we buy, like, you know, like sure microphones and synthesizers we don't need and, you know, analog circuits for distortion pedals. Listen here, you cocksucker. Are you talking about <laughs> me or are you talking about you? I'm talking about kind of both our of us. group of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, yeah, I definitely understand. Like if I if I was on eBay in my underwear on the toilet later and I saw like a bin of like NOS transistors of any variety, really, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I have numbers in mind of where I'd cut that off. Yeah, I would really love to see your uh, your monthly <laughs> your monthly finances. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have to. You don't want to do that. <laughs> I just want to see like where. I mean, the po let me tell you, um, for, I'll give you an example. My Acorns account is looking really good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. My Acorns account is looking really good because every time my wife orders something on Postmates, 
Postmates puts 25 cents in my Acorns account. Oh, wow. And so we made $7,000 on Acorns last year. I have a lot of Acorns right now. Uh, a lot more than I started with is what I should say. And I thought it was the stocks I was diversifying with, but it's it's really more the bonuses. You have all these bonuses. If you use any of the – this is not an ad, but is that's it? one example of just my lifestyle is kind of ridiculous. We There's packages on the front porch every day. The cardboard box thing is ridiculous. Uh, it's not sustainable, and then we need to slow it down. Wow. And um, my wife is listening now. She uh, – She's mad. No, Keenan, it was I was saying how exciting it is that um that Postmates is uh my wife is on the stream, y'all, is um doing that with and for us. I just think it's funny. We are not eating fast food at all. We have completely sworn off the McDonald's and the Taco Bells and I had some Wendy's the other day because I was in the hood, but I've even been hitting the subway drive through instead if I absolutely need something and I'm in the hood. Um we've been really, really good. Uh, and Postmates is a big part of that. We like to support a local business and get something that's not exactly fast food. So um, it's funny. But, so Joe, that's what you were asking about. Yeah, we do things that 10 years ago I would have thought were uh, absolutely unnecessarily expensive. But with COVID, also, we have these luxuries now that feel like, oh, it's for safety. But I wanted to have my groceries delivered already. I wanted to have... Yeah you know, quality food delivered to my house already. I fucking am so sick of pizza. If I never had to eat pizza again. Don't say that. No, we eat so much pizza over here. It's a it's a pizza museum. I mean, I got like nine different brands of pizza boxes in my fucking sunroom right now. Wait, explain this acorns thing. I heard it wasn't that great, but apparently No, it is. I think Robin Hood is better. Okay. I mean, Acorns is cool. If you put a thousand bucks in there, you'll see some growth that's impressive. But I think I started with like 75 bucks to start, just to see what happened. I'm doing $20. Dad Dad told me that I should be doing $20 a week of investing. And then by the time I'm 60, are you given, do you have a tithing? Are you doing any tithing? Tithing? Yeah. I stopped tithing a a long time ago. (laughs) I stopped tithing. I mostly uh, just. I just. This is I what watching, I do. This is my tithe. I right was here. watching this um this YouTube <laughs> budget video. This girl, this this YouTube girl, talk about her weekly budget or monthly budget, and she had um like a donation to her church every week. No, I can't play Apex Legends right now, bro. But thank you. Is Apex Legends still open? Wait, it's only open a certain small part of the day. No, no, no. Like I had the I had the game still open I, on my computer. So. Uh, my my, it's really funny. My buddy, who's not a believer anymore, or he believes that he's. I don't I want to talk. Believes, about, I don't want to talk about that part. What, what was what about him? Um, he was like really on it with the tithing. He was like, I mean, he was he would really he took a very, you know, he was very punctual and he had a really great. He, every part of his income, the day he started making money, he was already taking out a percentage to tithe with and he would come with a giant wad of single dollar bills from his tip out at his at Schlafly and he would tithe and I was like dude you're fucking insane it's <laughs> like dude what I was like 18 or 16 or something I was like dude what are you out of your mind <laughs> yeah that's so great yeah, yeah that's great I mean it was a good thing I'm really I thought that was so impressive I was like dude you were just so just good. giving it up for yeah, Jesus yeah, and now he doesn't believe anymore. He's like, you know, I did my time. I tithed all that cash, and none of my prayers. <laughs> nothing, nothing. Well, that's a weird reason to get into it, I guess. But so I don't know. So as you can tell, I mean, things are crazy. Um, yeah, definitely get into stocks is definitely what I learned from this one. Is what you want to apparently have you heard about the GameStop? Yeah, explain that. Okay, I don't really know, but here's kind of what I gathered from my group chats today about it is that elon musk tweeted something and then trolls on reddit started speculating crazy stock shit about gamestop and now gamestop has gone from like five dollars a share to like 35 dollars a share what in like seriously a matter of like a week or something and it's absolutely insane and it's some kind of like trolling performance exercise by the i guess the reddit stock speculators to totally cheat code the stock market, I think to to me it proves how ridiculous the stock market is. 
and they're saying they're going to do it with other brands or or offerings or whatever. I'm not entirely sure. I haven't read up on the whole thing. This is technically your job to Google that kind of shit. Yeah, right. But, okay. No, no, no. But like you know, you're right. I don't know. I don't know exactly. But that's basically the gist of it. Um, hold on. Oh, you want me to Google? I can Google right now, bro. I mean, Sir. I, don't, I don't. You know, doctor. I got a text message from Planned Parenthood. Somebody needs to get me off that list. Not because <laughs> not because I don't want them to do whatever they want to do. Just don't want to hear about it. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I'm going to Google Elon Musk. Joe, I actually invested in a new segment for us. You invested You invested money. That no, we... no, no. I just I put a post on Facebook, and I got some content from the audience that I wanted to pull up. Oh, really? So, this is a, a segment I call Complicated Questions. Okay. And I wanted we're, to. We're not doing Al's, right? Uh, I can start with Al's because I have. No, a, let's not do Al's. I'll start with Al's while you look up the thing about GameStop. Okay. So, um, pizza is life. Oh my God, how dare you? Uh, Chicken Feet Weekly. Uh, so I said, ask me a complicated question, not about me, but about something that you wrestle with. And Alfred said. How can we be certain that existence is in a mere tautology of consciousness asking for a friend? I told him to define tautology for us or tautology or I don't know exactly how to say it. T-A-U-T-O. And basically what that means is uh, how can we be certain that us existing right now is not just our consciousness manifesting all of these memories and perceptions because consciousness has to do something. Consciousness has to create and then um, and then uh, receive stimulus, right? You create things and you receive stimuli. And if you're creating things with your imagination, you can also uh, then create more reactions that are not necessarily real to those basically hallucinations. So how do we know that this is really happening and that this this matters, right? When it could all just be in our imagination. Yeah, thanks, Al. Real cool. So Joe doesn't like that stuff. Being a being a child of the Lamb, being a wash in the blood of the Lamb, he he wrestles with existence and the very question of it. My Before dear friend was... Frank, I'm praying for my friend Frank all the time because I hope he's well. And I know sometimes they put him through it, baby. And um, he asked, "Why are we as humans so complacent with apathy?" And this reminded me of something my wife and I were talking about today. And what I think he meant by that was, why are we okay with being so not okay? How come we get so comfortable even in a shitty or kind of hopeless situation? How can we create a situation where we're not improving, we're comfortable just being not as good as we could be? My wife and I were talking about this this afternoon um, and we have this frustration we have in our experiences working with other people uh, in noticing how the difference between people that are really successful and people that are not as successful, um, the successful ones have this self-agency and this independence to demand results of their daily experience, whereas others just kind of wait for people to tell them what to do. So the people think about the people that are really successful in your life. They have high standards of what they want to accomplish and what they want to experience. Right. And they want those things to happen. And so they, they find out avenues to get where they want to go and they may adjust their vision along the way, but they're ultimately um, still on track to uh, create something for themselves. that's meaningful and, um, for me, I need it to be tangible. You know what I mean? Obviously, I like physical things. If you've ever been down here, I mean, I got I got wet wipes right here. I got I got them right here in case I need them. You know what I mean? I like to be able to pick up and touch things. I got Gorilla Glue. You know what I'm saying? Um, and some pe- people say that construction workers, carpenters like my father, are really happy in their work because of um, the tangible nature of they get to actually create something every day that wasn't there when they started the day. And that makes them feel accomplished. It makes them feel really satisfied in their work. So I'd say if somebody's feeling really apathetic and feeling like, I just, I don't care. I'm just going to lay here. 
uh, metaphorically or literally, maybe they're literally, maybe their problem is they either don't know how to get where they want to go and or um, they don't feel like it's realistic for them to to improve on whatever their situation is. And I can totally identify with feeling that way. Yeah. I feel like the maker people, like people who get to build things and stuff like that, probably have the most rewarding jobs just because they can just see. And so many of us make ourselves so miserable to avoid physical labor. Yeah, right. I really, I hate getting a little bit sweaty so bad that I went to fucking college. (laughs) You know what I mean? I could be, I could just be making guitar pedals selling them on ebay if i had started doing that the year i went to college i probably would be rich right now i would have been in the boom we gotta be doing that yeah we. Should i don't want to solder dumb. things and i don't want to stand around and i don't want to have to wake up you don't have to we're not, we're not gonna do that we're not gonna do any of that stuff i mean i'm gonna do it starting out but we're gonna get people to do that eventually we're gonna have a small team and all of us will be paid the exact same that doesn't mean i don't want a, that there'll be a wait list i don't want that and It'll be like analog, man, and it'll be it'll nope. be it'll be more of a con, like more of a co-op. We don't have any of the experience or the collection or the research. I don't want to do any of that. Why do we have to be? Why do, why do we have to be certified to do anything? I really want who certified? No, I just like he's got like research and experience. Yeah, Jake, it's not that Jake. You're already you you already have so much research that you won't give yourself credit for. But anyway, we don't have to talk about this. Um, what is the meaning of life? Well, I think we've answered that. How did fanny cat packs become a, a thing? Um, Joe, that's your next Google. Uh, but first, did you find anything good about GameStop? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, just the basic, just kind of describing what what, what had happened. Do you want Tell me, me please. It? Okay, so amateur investors continued a frenzied run-up of GameStop for the fourth season, for the fourth session in a row with the stock ending Tuesday up more than 92% or about $148 a share. Jesus, the, that's way more than I thought. Yeah, after the wasn't market, it five dollars on the other day? Yeah, this is so stupid. This, this is the like, most. They're breaking <laughs> it on purpose. They're breaking yeah. it to show you how stupid the market they're, is. Yeah, they're trolling the walls. They're trolling Wall Street. After the market closed, Tesla CEO Elon Musk appeared to join the pylon with a tweet that sent GameStop shares briefly up above two hundred dollars. His one-word comment: "Game stonk." <laughs> was all was all it took to cheer on the popular reddit post the reddit page that has been generating most of the hype around the stock that was the second musk tweet in 24 hours to create a stir for an individual's stock etsy shares spiked in the in the perma market trading tuesday following the declaration that he kind of loves the online craft market this is so dumb gamestop is more than 680 percent so far this year is up more than 680% more than uh, up so far this year. An improbable spike led by investors congregating on the Wall Street Bets subreddit. Those traders have essentially declared war on GameStop's short sellers, investors who have placed bets that a stock would go down. The more GameStop climbs, the more money the short sellers lose. They just, they're trolling the short sellers. That is so funny. It is hilarious. It's, um, Blue, Bluesome? Bluesome in the chat says it went from $27 at one point to $347 at its peak. So, oh so far. Um, that is so dumb. I don't remember, <laughs> I don't remember the, uh, the Etsy thing. Yeah, the Etsy thing, I think, was. Uh, Etsy is publicly tra- traded, too? Yeah, I think so. When they they bought Reverb, yeah, they're publicly traded. That, that's how they ended up. They Etsy owns Reverb dot com. Yeah, you didn't know that. that's why it went up to 05 percent uh, that you owe them on every purchase. Now they jacked it up. Reverb Reverb's kind of amazing, but also wow. I liked it. I liked it more when just Chicago Music owned it. Um. Gina wants to know if true altruism actually exists. And at first, I read that like three times as autism. And I was like, there's no way I'm getting into that, Gina. Gina <laughs> thinks autism is not real. I'm it's not fake. touching that. But so instead, I read what she actually wrote. And then I said what I thought she wrote that I didn't want to talk about anyway. So, yes, altruism. 
Does it actually exist? Joe, you should be looking up the history of fanny packs right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. So altruism is the belief in or practice of disinterested and selfless concern for the well-being of others. What we call really, truly dedicating yourself to the greater good. And I do think we still have people that do that but i think the problem is we're assuming that those people are not netting anything just because your thing just because your presence or your work or your influence is a net positive meaning all things considered you did more for society than you took away that doesn't mean you didn't take anything away right you have to consume resources to survive in order to help people if that's your goal so that is a caveat we should start with. Can you be truly selfless without just fucking starving to death, right? No, you can't. So we have to define um, altruism in context of reality, right? So in zoology, they look at this as the behavior of an animal yeah. that benefits another of its own kind at its own expense. So if a squirrel jumped in front of a car to save another squirrel, right? That's truly altruistic, self-sacrificing. You can also be truly altruistic in your spirit and in your heart and in your actions and still have a normal life, right? You could dedicate what you do every day to the, the betterment of others in some way. And I, I know a lot of people like that. But those people also get salaries for doing those jobs, but they do those jobs really well, and the world is a better place because of them. I've had a lot of teachers. I've met a lot of teachers that are dedicating their life to really trying to grow good citizens. Um, it's not all of them. Yeah. It's a lot of them, though. <clears throat> a lot of them. I mean, we're not getting rich up there, folks. I mean, a lot of teachers are trying to figure out, okay, how can I go ahead and – have a family and a life, but also participate in society in a way that's meaningful. And then they, yeah. the, their, their calling leads them to, I want to teach kids how to be successful people, right? Because the school is the cultural academic vehicle to those being citizens that can join society successfully, hopefully. Quit looking at yourself. You're on camera. I'm right here. Mirror. There's a mirror right here, too. So, Gina, I think it's both. I think there's absolutely true selflessness, but I think we need to look at the people that maybe have a car and a house, but also their contribution to society is a step ahead of the stuff that they take away from it. But it does exist. I believe it exists in both accounts, especially among squirrels. So you think it's a, it's a, uh, you think it's a calculation. You think it's like, okay, yes, you have to I take, think that's the healthier way to look at it. Much. Yeah. Uh, if, her question, yeah. Her question was, is true altruism possible? Is it possible to be truly selfless? Does that exist for real? And and it's, a good, good. it's a great question. It's a complicated question. Well, it's a good question. For. It's a good question because it, 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 that's what ultimately when it comes to like liberalism and leftism, oh, God. ultimately that becomes the contest. Because it becomes who is more selfless, more than of a martyr. Yeah, and that, and, and that's the thing, ultimately that's, that's actually the actual selfish. conversation. Because even if you're trying to martyr yourself for a cause, but what you're getting out of it is the martyrdom, then that is your, um, that's what you get. That's your take, right? That's what you are looking for. That's your satisfaction. That's your pleasure. Uh, seek. Well, it's just it's a question of who is actually allowed at the table. And capitalism would say, well, everybody, because that, but then liberalism says, well, certain people need their voices heard over others. And so it's kind of complicated. Capitalism wants over others. Well, I mean, so my plights shouldn't get as much screen time as a native American's plights. No, that's because we're all fucking sticky. You Joe. Oh, I exactly. live in a cul-de-sac. It's so hard. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I live in a cul-de-sac. Hey. It's so hard. <laughs> I mean, there are actual, there were at least at one time slaves that were literally raped to death, Joe. 
that's this is actually the you're, you're acting out what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's what I'm but I also know what you mean because it's so aggravating as a pudgy white kid from the suburbs when people say, no, "Oh, I'm not well, complaining you about it." I am. I am. I'm, I know you're not complaining about it, but I am. That people will people will say, "Well, I grew up in a blah blah blah." And you know what? That is really hard. <laughs> but yeah. that doesn't make me immediately feel better about whatever I'm upset about. Louis C.K. had a joke about that that I'm not going to repeat because it's not my joke. R.I.P. But, but yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, talk about, oh, yeah, I mean, that's like, talk about Bill Cosby. I mean, it's like the same <laughs> shit. That was crazy. That's nuts. No. Apparently, apparently he's working now. He's going to come he's back crazy. or something. I don't yeah. know. It really I'm upset me. Patreon. It really bugged me out. <laughs> Louis on Patreon? No, he's not. But I did. I did pay his. I paid him directly to watch his stand up. Yeah, they're like five bucks on his website, right? Yeah. Well, you get access to everything, and you get his movies. He's actually more of a filmmaker. People don't know that. Lame. Yeah, I decided I would give money to that cause. Yeah. Well, why don't you just take a loaded shotgun <laughs> and a and a bucket full of Chick Fil A <laughs> and just blow and up you, the. And you can just go to a mall. <laughs> there will be no one there. I just yeah. trying to think about. I mean, I hate, I hate um, malls. Uh, great questions. Did you find anything about the history of fanny packs? Yeah, I got you right here. Thank you. This um, is for Eric from from the Facebook thread. I mean, this is long. I want to know. Just give me a little so bit of it. Let's we got do time? resurgence. Let's do the resurgence. So wait, enjoy. wait, no, 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 motherfucker. I want to know the first fucking fanny pack on the fucking mummy in the fucking pyramid. Well, it actually comes from Native American. One origin is Native American buffalo pouch, which was used instead of sewing pockets into clothing. The buffalo buffalo pouches may also be worn on the wrist or carried on the front of the chest via neck strap. Or lanyard. I'm not. I'm going to stop there. Okay. Um, so that's okay. So that's. So what about the resurgence? The resurgence in July 2018. They have down to a year. The Boston Globe reported that that fanny packs are back in vogue, with new packs introduced by fashion designers Gucci, I think Prada, had, and I think Louis the, Vuitton. I think it had started before then. Like they they totally went away for a minute because they were so fucking lame. But it, and then, but I think historically the term once it's back in vogue, it's like once once you have that many. Yeah. Okay. Because I think I was wearing one in 2018. Oh yeah, you've been wearing them for 10 years. I'm off one right now. I haven't been wearing. I don't think it's been that long. But I got one. I sort of got the Ridge Wallet. I do have a Ridge Wallet now. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, you're fine. No, please tell me about the fanny pack. More about the resurgence, please. That's that's what do you want? That's it. No, okay. Well, tell me that again. The Boston Globe said that they were. Boston Globe reported that fanny packs are back in vogue with new with new packs introduced by fashion designers. Back up. Back off the mic. You're popping. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Um, Introduced by fashion designers Gucci, Prada, and Louis Vuitton, the designer packs retail for up to fifteen hundred dollars and are worn by celebrities such as Kim Kardashian, Rihanna. Jaden Smith and Russell Westbrook. The this time around, Fanny Russell packs, Westbrook, is that English yeah. DJ? Uh, well, he's a American professional basketball player, Washington oh, Wizards. Who am I thinking of? Um, I don't know, Russell. I don't know Russells. Very many Russells. Does it um, matter? Yeah, this time around, uh, the packs can be. Worn around the waist or worn cross body. I've seen them worn like yeah, a right, bag. right on the middle of your chest because that makes sense. Right. Uh, Vogue magazine reported on the trend by writing, "Alas, you know what I did Good. is I kept breaking them because I wear them off to the side so that the pack doesn't dig into my gut, uh-huh. and then um, I'd bump into something and the plastic buckle would break. You had a really good thing going though because you would. I mean, you, the stuff you you carried so much in it, it was and it didn't didn't look like. No, I pack it really full. tight. I have my wallet and all kinds of stuff in there. But you know, I I have a backpack. I carry I carry my heavy metal HM2 backpack yeah. now. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, and uh, and I like it because it's not too big, but it's you know it's my purse. I've always kind of had a purse. Yeah. I did a I did the satchel for a long time in college and stuff. I had a satchel, especially when I smoked cigarettes. I always had a satchel. Yeah. So I'd have my cigarettes and my other, you know, whatever, my Rubik's Cube. 
Yeah, I don't know how we like dudes do. I guess I have I had cargo pants for a long time. I was doing it really well with that. You're gonna, but yeah, you're gonna come on my live stream on my podcast and tell everyone that yeah, I guess I had cargo pants. You know, I'm gonna be real. I still have cargo. I don't understand why <laughs> I people, fucking knew it. I don't understand why people have a problem with him. It's uh, like everybody's like, oh, cargo. I'm like, dude, just because dudes wear it doesn't mean it's a joke. You know, it's like, what do you wear jeans? Ah, you know, I don't think they think it's a joke because people wear them. Yeah, what? You can make fun of anybody's apparel. You think, oh, what are you wearing? The boots with the apple bottom jeans, with the fur. <laughs> yeah, and the fur. Oh God, that would be a sweet look. Hey, do you follow um, uh, Purple Pimpin Willie? No. On TikTok, I just discovered this guy today. His name is Purple Pimpin Willie, and he wears like a pimp like costume almost he's always wearing purple and i think a wig and he goes places in tiktoks he's a tiktok guy i should say oh that's cool purple pimp and willie i just feel like i'm plugging everyone else's shit today yeah i mean that's kind of what we do until we get our own advertising so once we sell all those hoodies baby you and me are gonna go kick it seventy thousand dollars Worth of hoodies. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> that's it. Oh, baby, airtight this week, honey. Airtight this week, honey. We got plenty in the bottle. We got plenty in the works. We had some good responses to other people. No, this is great stuff here. Let me just wrap this up real quick, Joe. Hold the line. Guys, that's another episode of Jacob V Weekly. High five. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google, whatever. We have a new Instagram for the page, for the show, page for the show, show page at Jacob V Weekly, where we post exclusive content and now clips and highlights from previous episodes. You can also find original music by Jacob V on all your music platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Deezer. You can bang it. You can follow me on Twitter at Jacob, I'm sorry, at Malachi Envy. On Discord at Jacob VSTL, hashtag 946, 9476. I also curate that monthly Spotify playlist since May of 2020. Please pick those up. Jacob V's favorite songs on Spotify updated daily until the new month flips over. We did it, guys. Be safe. High five.